This is Fear and Trembling, a podcast of Heart Awake Ministries, where pastors and guests share a community together as we talk about how the gospel impacts everyday life. We gather around the microphone following the Apostle Paul's wisdom to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Season three. Wow. I hear a voice. There is a voice. Yeah, that voice that folks haven't heard for, I think, all of season two. Zach. Zach, yeah. yeah, Zach was our worship leader here at Heart Awake for for years. Um, Hasn't been here for a couple years. He's now in Iowa. So there we go. Council Bluffs. He's in the mountains of of Iowa. Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) So, Zach, if you're listening... Hi. (laughs) Hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. And welcome to all of you to season three of Fear and Trembling. I'm Aaron. And I'm Bill. I'm JB. I'm Darwin. And we are the same cast of characters sitting around the table. In the same chairs, introducing ourselves in the same order. So what's that mean for pastoral ministry when you can say how many years have we been together? We're we're meeting like, have we surpassed the average? Together, <laughs> probably over two close years. to it. Pretty yeah. close by the time you get a group this size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is pretty fun. I mean, yeah. that's that's what brings part of what brings us around the table. And yeah. I mean, today's conversation is we have never really talked about uh, mm. the the title, right? Sure. The name yeah. of our podcast, Fear and Trembling. Uh, you can go to fearandtremblingpodcast.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Or find us at hardawake.com. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> shameless plugs to get us going. Or on your favorite podcast uh, app. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we figured we'd start season three and, and talk about um, what what does it mean? What is this fear and trembling? What was the whole purpose of us starting this? Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that out first. Is you know, as we think about, we hear Zach's voice, that echo from the past. Mm. Uh, you know, in in our intro, it says uh, to share in community, uh, yeah. not only with each other but with others, um, and then to talk about how the gospel impacts everyday life. Um, what what kind of as we got this podcast going a few years ago. Um, what do you recall as kind of being in each of your hearts as to, you know, why in the world would we do this? Mm. I remember the challenge of working things out, of actually living in this life and time. That, okay. that was a real mm-hmm. key thing for us. We were reading books. We were talking. We are right. how to communicate. Uh, how is what I am saying? How is it actually heard? And boy, yeah. that's just confusing and challenging. So that was an initial thing for me. Okay. Kind of feeling that. Yeah, I think um, part of it was at the time, um, their culture seemed to be very polarized. You were either this or that, and people weren't listening to each other. Yeah. And um, as a group of pastors, we realized that we have a lot in common, but we don't always agree on things. And so we thought it might be helpful for people to listen into our conversations about books, to hear how we talked to each other. Um, to hear, to experience how we disagreed with each other and how we probed and how we wrestled with issues together. Sure. So that was kind of the beginning impetus um, behind some of this. And we have solved the cultural dynamic now of <laughs> yeah, polarization, right? 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 Of course. Right here in this <laughs> it's probably dark right. basement but, room. But wait a minute. In our defense, <laughs> we've helped me at least see it more clearly and oh, try to mm, minister more effectively. Mm, so I'm yeah. thankful. Right, right. Sure. It's still going on, though. Boy, for sure. <laughs> it's yeah. still going on. 
That human nature thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, I haven't quite fixed yeah. that. And all we can do is step into the circles God has placed us. And right. right. I, I, for me, I think I kind of stepped into in the middle of the process. Uh, but I know for me, like just the, I, I think one of the benefits is just being challenged to learn and grow. You know, so sure. I think that's another, maybe not part of the original mm-hmm. vision, but uh, my hope is that it's encouraged our listeners to kind of explore new topics and learn yeah. and grow and read books. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Or listen to books. Or listen right? to books. Yep. Really. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think too, just that community here, right. um, knowing, you know, if we're, we're honest about our own, you know, our own culture and any church, I think if you're honest mm-hmm. is we've gone through our own ups and downs of mm-hmm. how do you work together? How do you, right. and especially in a, a, a church that's kind of unique in ours where you see churches where there's campuses, but they're not on the same property. Right. And we have campuses on the same property. And how do you, you know, how do you work past the siloing that can exist? How do you work Mm -hmm. together and be this one while also keeping distinctiveness, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that, I mean, we've, and we've talked about this in past podcasts, Mm -hmm. but just going to accelerate is just the relationships, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if we don't have relationships, if we're not coming around the table, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't work. And, and I think that's really important because I, I mean, think about this a little bit as when you're going through things and discussions like we have with each other, discussions we have with the broader staff, you're building relational capital. Yep. And it's that relational capital that enables you to navigate difficult times. And one of the things I've been reflecting on is when things are going well, how easy it is to discontinue or to slow down and building the relational capital. Sure. There's so many other demands. So many other demands, and you yeah. feel like that you have a sufficient pool of it, but if you don't keep replenishing that pool. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you encounter an experience where you think you're going to have the relational capital to navigate it, and you actually don't. It's not there. Yeah. Mm. You know, and so I think in this some way, the part of the fun of this podcast has been three years yeah. <laughs> moving in, right. moving into the season. Is right. over right. time we've become more comfortable with each other. There's more relational mm-hmm. capital, um, and it even helps us navigate when we don't agree together in a more healthy way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. So fear and trembling. Um, we, you know, in in the intro it says we work out the apostle Paul's wisdom. Um, to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. I'm going to read for us from Philippians 2. This is where uh, this phrase comes from, this scripture text comes from, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. Um, So Paul writes this. He's a follower of Jesus. Uh, Philippians, he's writing to a church uh, in Philippi. Right. A church. We'll come back to that. Right, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. I'll just read it one more time. Therefore, my dear friends, as you've always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Why go there, right? Why, why fear and trembling? What, why entitle a podcast? I mean, <laughs> it was marketable. 
marketable. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I remember that conversation. I mean, that was something that Zach was Zach listened to a lot of podcasts uh, yeah. and still does, I'm sure, today. But you know, I I remember just you know. And I'm putting words into his mouth, so you know, no emails, please, Zach. Um, <laughs> Far from the Zach fans, right? Um, but uh, you know, just that. Don't just pick a boring, you know, like oh, hard like pastors podcast. <laughs> like, so it's 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 nice to get you thinking creatively a little bit. HPP, all right, HPP. <laughs> a key thing for me drawn as we particularly as you read this is again he's speaking to a community and part of what we want to do as we as a community wrestle with some of these things is also speak to a community this is more than just a statement about personal salvation experience or doctrine of salvation on the individual level right yeah sure. that that this is a call to how we live as a community working right. out what god has done in our hearts and minds so that's a place i'd want to go right off yeah, I think also um, I'll just begin with the fear and trembling because that's sure. I think. But um, fear and trembling are are awesome words um, that maybe in our current context don't carry the same meaning or the same significance sure. yeah. that they did when when Paul was writing to the church at Philippi. Um, so I'm going to give you the Glass Ford standard. Um, <laughs> Translation of this oh. passage. Oh. Um, are you ready? Now I'm curious. All right. All right. <laughs> are a little um, bit of fear and trembling, right? Now. <laughs> yeah. We're we're trembling about where this is going to go. Yeah, I know you are. I am too. <laughs> um, continue to work out the implications of your salvation with respect for who God is. Mm. And okay. and when I think about fear and trembling. I don't think of it as a negative thing, but I think of um, experiences, and I've never met anybody like super famous, okay? Um, who's the guy who sinks back home in Indiana at the Indianapolis 500? I met him. Um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Jim, uh, is it Jim Jim Matt? No. Is it, no. What, what is that famous guy's name? Uh, uh, and, and I watch the Indy 500 every, every year, year. <laughs> on a um, campground. <laughs> okay. Well, in, in other words, in other words when no you – the idea that when you're meeting somebody of very high stature, right? there's there's this respect. There is this sense of awe of who you are. And that awe is almost like I'm afraid to meet this person for who – they are and for what they stand for. That makes me comfortable, uncomfortable, that, that kind of trembling. And so the idea here, I think, is much more along the lines of out of respect for who God's character is. That, that this is an encounter that has gravity yeah, and substance. Yeah. Significant gravity, yeah, significant yeah. weight. Yeah. I'm, I, oh, I was just ahead, thinking, me. I mean, for me, the word that comes to mind kind of comes out of what, what takes place earlier in chapter two, which is the word humility. Yeah, and I think about yeah. like posture, and as we talked about what it takes to kind of exist in this model. That we, I mean, humility, that posture is mm-hmm. is critical. Um, so that's that's the word that, yeah, yeah, humility. Yeah, it, it, it's critical for making the relationships work, and it's critical for drawing out right. the benefit of actually right. being influenced by right. people that you trust. Right. Um, I was also taken – Paul uses that same statement in another of his letters in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2. 
he's writing, and so it is with me, brothers and sisters. When I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. Mm. So I think there's a picture of Paul living out what he's writing about, that there is gravity here, but there's also a, a transparency, mm-hmm. an openness to see who he is, what he is, what he's not. So that's how he spoke with folks. That's how he did ministry. I mean, we, we live in a time where we're thinking, oh, it's about the victory and winning this and doing that. And <laughs> Paul, what right. a difference. He calls us to a very different kind of humility in life. Right, and we live in a world where, like, don't show any weakness, right? Yeah. yeah but how right. do you learn apart from humility? Right. Right, and so, yeah. And I think, like, for me, when, when I think of fear and trembling, and it kind of leads into further, you know, where we're going to keep going mm-hmm. in because I want to dive into the text just, yeah. a, you know, uh, a little bit more, but is how I under, used to understand this text in fear and trembling of, like, yeah, like, total complete you know you say it god fine no problem me me robot blah blah you know like i'm i'm scared uh, of you right trepidation but when i think my understanding of this changed and then we think about titling it what my understanding became Mm -hmm. Um, especially when I think of the fear of God, I go, yeah, there's a trembling. There is a respect for God. There is a, I mean, we're talking about the God of the universe that I don't deserve to stand before. And yet to know that God is for me and not against me, you know, to be able to go, okay, that's the grace we get to walk in every day. That as we work out Darwin, I, I, I love how you say how we really work out the implications, right? I mean, right. we have this we have this term in theology called sanctification, right? right. And we know we're we're fully right, we're pure, we're we're holy because of Jesus. But it's living into that. It's it's letting that do a work on us. It's changing us, shaping us because we're never quite. We and ourselves are never quite there. Right. We need Jesus because we're never quite there. Yeah. <laughs> but. But to live into it, right? And I think that kind of goes into um, where, where I want to go next is just you know, what what is Paul really meaning here? You know, what is what is what is it? Why is this important for us um, to listen to his wisdom um, to work out our salvation with fear and trembling? I mean, and I'll just jump in. I mean, I think it's one of those things that goes that we don't neglect God's grace. You know, that we let what Jesus has done keep doing a work on us, yeah. that we, we're always in process. Um, we're, God has rescued us, right? That's sure. Yeah. It's certain. I have a sure and certain hope. We have in Christ a sure and certain hope. And, hope. Um, and God's not done with me. Yeah. You know, I, and so, yeah, and there's, there's not many phrases in Scripture, I think, for me that capture that. And, and I'm also glad we, you know, read verse 13 for it's God who works in you to will and to act according to, you know, in order to fulfill his good purpose. Paul, Paul say earlier in Philippians too, that God's going to keep doing a work 
God's the one doing the work in you, yeah. you know, if you let it just, just, <laughs> and, and you've touched on that just as I, it brings me back to Paul earlier in Galatians where he says, finish as you began, finish by grace, even as you began by yeah. grace. Sure. I don't begin with grace and then get to work to finish out God's work. And, and for me, as I was reflecting on this this morning, um, it wasn't Second Peter 3 that first came into my mind, but it was the song, My Friends, May You Grow in Grace, grace. Okay. Uh, which yeah. is from Second Peter 3, you know, in his closing. But like, yeah, because like, how do you grow in, in grace? And I think it's related to this uh, working out the implications of our salvation, like growing, like understanding more deeply grace and how that has an outflow in our lives. And, um, and abiding was yeah. the word Jesus yeah. used so, in the yeah. upper room. I think it's been really helpful for me in this passage too over the years is I began with like, okay, saved by grace. Um, what does it mean to work out? How, how am I to live as a result of that? Yeah. And, um, and I think we see that quite often today among people. Um, but one of the things that, that struck me, and I don't know what event it was that really started shaping me here. Um, maybe it was reading scripture. Um, <laughs> wow. Are you still type. doing that? I still do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but what, what, what struck me in this, and, and it's kind of already been echoed, but as we encounter God in grace, what kind of people, what kind of person is he making us into? Yeah. And then in light of who we are in Christ, and I'll just use the fruit of the Spirit that should be taking root in us, how do we respond to the – how do we live out our salvation and the implications of it then? And it feels like to me that too often we jump from I'm this in Christ and here's how I live out the implication. And we we don't pause to say how is God shaping me and molding me through this discussion or molding this community and how ought we That's to good. respond? I'm not, I'm not convinced totally that God wants us to take positions on a lot of things as much as he wants us to care well for people who take positions different than ours. Yeah, I see, So I kind of a posture that. versus position. Yeah, definitely yeah, a posture yeah. versus position. And it doesn't mean that we don't have positions. I don't want to downplay that, but it means that they're not in the forefront. They're not the banners that we fly. Um, that that our posture in this discussion is is much more important. And if you really want to understand my position or a community's position, you have to first appreciate their posture. Because if you don't appreciate their posture, then the position's easily going to become, well, you agree with me or you disagree with me. I want nothing to do with you or – I'm on we're, board we're with, all the same. We're yeah. all the same. But if it's about posture, then it's like, oh, I kind of like you. You're kind of fun to hang out with and you're kind of enjoyable conversations. Hmm, we don't really agree on this. Now I've got to navigate that tension. I've got to figure out how to navigate in a healthy way. And that seems to be what's missing in a lot of our conversations publicly and in culture. Sure. Well, that's kind of ways. And is it fair to say in your experience, um, at least I'm, I'm thinking through mine of going – when, when I've taken more of a posture on and listened to the difference in positions, right. while maybe my position hasn't changed, it's become more informed. It's been shaped. It's been sharpened. Or it's been parts of it needed to be let go of. Right. right? You know that 
that when we can actually have a posture towards others, towards learning, towards understanding, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot about that, right? Is sort of that seek first, understand, then be understood. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time of our recording, right? We've just recently lost Tim Keller. Um, sure. You know, mm-hmm. the last podcast we did last season was on his book, Forgiveness, which yeah. I think was recorded only about a month before, yeah. you know, he passed. That's probably the recording to put him over the edge. (laughs) He listened to ours and was like, I'm done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We can laugh because of his perspective on the resurrection, right? Right, I mean, you know, but, uh, you know, one of the things he was known for, and I heard this long before him, but, you know, if somebody that you disagree with, you know, if, if you're in conversation and you can actually say what they're saying. Right. In a way where they say, yeah, or you know what? I'm with – actually, I'm not just with you. Can I take what you just said? Right. <laughs> like, right. If you can say what somebody says, they they know you understand. You've heard. Right. And then to be able to speak. But the whole posture matters – has to matter first. Right. It, it's the initial connection and bridge. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think this text right before, right, we, we start with therefore – Right. And whenever, you know, folks, if you're reading the Bible, um, if you've been around Hardawike and heard us preach, I know you're going right. to hear us go, so what's the therefore, therefore? Um, yep. And if you haven't heard us say it, there's another pastor who said it somewhere. My high school English teacher said that. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So you don't need a pastor to say it. But it, it's, it's that whole section when we did a podcast on Humilitas, mm-hmm. yeah. um, John Dixon's book. Um, what do we see? Jesus's posture of humility. Right. Um, and then the verses following it is this kind of Paul's call to shine like stars mm-hmm. um, in, in this world. It, it yeah, it, it just, I, I'm kind of going off on a, on a trail a little bit, so I'll bring myself back, but Darwin to what you're saying, the posture, right? And I think yeah. what has helped us hold together, you know, as long as God has called us together here, mm-hmm. right? has been, how do we have a posture towards one another? You know, is I've grown in relationship. I trust you. Right. Um, I may not always agree with you, but if right. I trust you, that can go some. It, and sometimes asking a question when I don't know. Right. I'm not always the best at doing that, as you all can you <laughs> could attest to. Um, but it's also helped me learn and grow in that way sure. to say I want to be better at asking a question sure. instead of, you know, my type A, here's my statement first. Well, I think it's, it's too, it, it's to realize that God works on his own time frame. Yep. And so, so listening well and walking with people, um, if, if you allow God to work on his time frame, then it, you never know when it's going to conclude or – I don't know if a conversation that I begin with someone um, is going to be picked up three years later by JB. Yeah, sure. I just don't know. And But I've been trained, and I was trained, to try to bring those conversations to conclusion as quickly as possible. Mm, yeah. And so learning to live with the ambiguity of unfinished conversations is is in itself a real challenge. Yeah. Um. You know, and that goes all the way back from my early entry into Christianity, where 
the first thing they taught you was how to share your faith and then dropped you off at Miami International Airport to do cold calls. Folks um, just walking by. Just walking by. Yeah. And, you know, and, yep. the, and the evaluation was how many um, conclusion, how many conversations right. came to the right conclusion. Right. And, <laughs> Read that prayer. And yeah. so, you know, it's – I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, but, yeah. but that posture towards people yeah. has been very, very difficult to unlearn. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, so ingrained yeah. in the culture. Right? It's, so, it's so ingrained. The, the voice of my brother, who's a salesman. Hey, Corey, if you're listening, anyway. But his <laughs> his voice. Close the deal, right? right. Close the deal, like you know. Yep. Um, Do you yeah. think that culture now is you know swinging to the other side of the pendulum on that to go? Um, you know, we go so far, you know, in resistance to it now to go well. Now we, now you can't have any kind of, you know, uh, position on something or close, you know, you feel like, you know, folks are like scared of maybe you wanting to close the deal on me. And so you've seen it done just, wrong. So right. you avoid it you, altogether. Yeah. yeah. Just you, you do you, you, you know, you can't okay. have any faith lines or decisions, mm-hmm. but boy, there are some areas where the decision has been made. And if you cross that. Sure. You're but in trouble. To kind of get at what you're saying, Aaron, I, I think I've experienced that. Like as an outreach pastor in my previous church and sitting with someone in my office and, you know, sharing the gospel with them and like so not wanting to like be manipulative or forcing them. Yep. And then all of a sudden when, you know, I'm like, so, you know, like, well, if, you know, you, you want to commit your life, like, you know, no pressure. And then all, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, Yeah. I want that. And I'm like, right. I'm like almost surprised. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Well, uh, so I totally like feel that, that, yeah. that yeah. pendulum just in my own, yeah. in my own soul because seeing it done poorly and not wanting to be manipulative. Anyway, so I think there's something yeah. to that. So maybe it comes back to the posture. It comes back to posture. Again, and, and, um, yeah. What was I just thinking? It just left me. <laughs> JP's illustration was so good. I think it just left me. Blew his brains out. Oh, I know what it is. Um, but I think it's also that we have, um, and Pastor Matt in the area, and I won't use his last name, but describes it this way, that, that in our culture, love has been redefined um, and that people will say, you only love me if you agree with and support me. Yeah. And that makes conversations and engagements really hard. Yeah. Because um, I don't think that's an accurate description of love, even though that may be the popular description. Um, but learning how to have hard conversations about issues is is really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, and we're not in a culture that invites those conversations. And we tend to use as a culture, unfortunately, um, which I think is um, kind of fun about this table, um, is we tend to use cultures – um, in our culture, you use labels of people's positions in order sure. not to engage them. So if I can label you as this, then you essentially can, you have nothing to contribute to this conversation. Yeah, and so I can, can write me off. I can write you off. And so I think what yeah. we see a lot in, in popular culture, at least, is a use of a lab, labels to write people off and to avoid really hard conversations. And And that certainly goes on from within the church and, oh, yeah. and stuff. I know you talked about being trained uh, to close the deal, to come yep. to that decision. I, Boy, do I uh, resonate with that in my own life. And 
I realized I began to start lear- learning to listen, but then I was just listening so I could win the argument. Right. And I, one of the places I feel like the spirit is pushing me hard right now is to listen and then stay quiet <laughs> and then take it to prayer. Right. That perhaps sure. praying would have a, a more Christ-centered outcome than my brilliant, crushing argument, which is only brilliant and crushing in my own mind. <laughs> so I, it's been interesting. And maybe this yeah. is what it means to work out mm-hmm. yeah. together right. what cool. God is doing. Because this has been an issue in my life for decades. And, and as I was reflecting on my own experience, like my encouragement is actually in the other direction – like how we're all wired differently. Yeah. And so I was so afraid to to be like I the encouragement I needed was ask the question. Yeah. Like don't be afraid to ask the question and and encourage people to take next. Like we're all just different in different yeah. places. Yeah. You or, can invite in versus mm-hmm. demand in. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Or or I'm not letting you out until you. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, but I think it also changed how we interact with people. Oh, so yeah. so in engaging people Questions like, and that's an interesting position. What need is it meeting in your life? Sure. All of a sudden changes the conversation that it shows you're more concerned about the person than the idea that they are conveying or the position they're taking. Um, and often people I find don't even know how to respond to that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yet if, if a position is meeting a particular need in their life – even if you demolish that position, I'm speaking about myself, yeah. that need is still there. That need is still there. And and they're either going to be drawn back to that um, or they're, we need to help folks connect. We recognize the need of the heart. Here's how the gospel right. can meet that. I find if, mm-hmm. if, if a position meets a person's need and you, develop, and you demolish the position, <laughs> um, you only demolish it from your vantage point. You don't demolish it from theirs because – it's meeting a need and to let go of it without seeing some reasonable, attractive alternative. Um, they're not going to give it. They may say they're giving it up, but they're not giving it up. Yeah. You, you are describing much of my life, <laughs> for which I apologize to more people than we can list in this podcast. Well, and it, it sparks in my mind that idea of going, okay, we may demolish a position – but the person we're talking to will feel demolished. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey, right. And that that is that's where yeah, I think it's, it's not humility. Right. Yeah. It's and that's why that's the, the again the name means something more than just right. the name of a podcast to right. be a little cheeky to steal some Australian, you know, some of my uh, Aussie uh, family language, you know, like yeah, yeah. or or be clever or you know, anything else. It, but to really go because I, I think through these last couple of years, yeah, I mean depending on how I showed up in a podcast and right. how, man, I had a little edge here was that, you right. know, it causes me to reflect um, after the podcast on just, yeah. yeah, how did I, how did I show up? How did I, right. not just with you, but maybe towards a particular position, position or ideology right. or, yeah, right. you know, and then some group out there. Right. I made people projects to be fixed right. or, you yeah. know, yeah. versus people who are trying to meet needs Right. The end of the day who are at the end of the day, I mean, the gospel is we're all separated from God, but that we've been brought back in Jesus. It's just, there's a bunch of folks who don't know that yet. Right. Um, And for those of us who do, 
we're still learning the implications right, of, of, that, of that of that equality that we share. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of want to end today just in going. If you could sum really, you know, two sentences or so, like. Um, how do you un- help somebody understand the importance of working on our salvation with fear and trembling um, when you're saved by grace, not by works, um, and it's this God, the Spirit, who's who's transforming us? How how would you, you know, Darwin? You kind of leaned into it, that, you know, earlier. But if you only had a sentence or two to help somebody go, what are we really saying? What do we mean? What what, what would it be? Who wants to go first? Yeah, I mean, Darwin, Darwin you can okay, re say what yeah, you said he, earlier. He pointed. He named Darwin. Let me give you a variation. I, I was hiding behind the boss. I think, I think our eyes are all big. I think, what is it? I mean, how do we live out the grace of Jesus Christ in our lives before, before a God who is for us? And as we live out that grace, how is that grace transforming us, shaping our posture, and enable us to care well for other people in their brokenness? Sure. I think that was more than two sentences. You had some commas and maybe semicolons. (laughs) I think you're okay. (laughs) It's Pauline. How's that? (laughs) I think I would be drawn to two kind of things. One, abide in Christ and two, let it bear fruit together. That somehow okay. the yeah. rooted in Christ and the um with with his work and then the bearing fruit in community would be places that uh would be important to me to squeeze into two sentences. <laughs> yeah. Yeah two sentences. I yeah I have more ideas, but I, I think of just people of grace, um, trying to live according to that grace, you know. Yeah. And that's humility. That's uh, recognizing that I'm going to make mistakes along the way. Um, yeah. Posture. All those. That's not really sentences, but ideas. Yeah. But well, I'm I'm along the same lines as what you guys are saying. It's just it's a posture before God and others of humility. Because our lives are ultimately anchored in the unmerited, unearned favor of God. Yep. You know, I didn't, I didn't deserve it, mm-hmm. and neither does anybody else. And that's what I'm called to. It's called what I'm called to extend, and that's going to be a process. I mean, it's just I'm not done yet, <laughs> and there's never a point until I see Jesus face to face where I will be. And I, th- this thought has been rattling in my head as we've been talking, but there's a there's a strength in the gospel, and like oh, to yeah. listen requires a confidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to not to talk over people and to try to get your point across really comes from an insecurity. Uh, and so I don't know. There's something about the strength and the confidence that comes from the gospel, and uh, I don't know. Isn't that part of the context though? Like even in mm-hmm. Philippians, Absolutely. he's writing to a church yeah. that's divided. You know, people are arguing with each other, and he's bringing them back to the gospel being that center. It's our anchor, right? Yeah. And and well, it occurs it, to me he's writing from jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Talk about weakness. 
And, and, and he writes, I mean, in verse 3, um, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility value others above yourselves, not looking out for your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. Oh. You know, what powerful words. Yeah. And then yeah. how much joy saturates the book of Philippians, yeah. you know, rejoice. Right. right. Well, fear and trembling. It's uh yeah, it's going to be con- it's going to continue. We're not changing the name, so don't there's not going to be any major rebranding or anything else like that coming. No, no new t-shirts. <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute. We haven't got t-shirts yet anyway. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> But uh, this season, uh, just to give you a heads up of where we're going next uh, next time, we're JB's going to be leading us in a conversation around the Netflix series Inventing Anna. Uh, That'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Anna yeah, Delvey, uh, Anna Sor- Sor- Sororkin. Sororkin. I yeah, be saying that right. Um, who is the real Anna? Who's the real Anna? Dun, dun, dun. If you have Netflix and still pay sixteen dollars a month plus for it, <laughs> unless you have the Canadian version, it's cheaper. Right. Okay. There you go. Is that how much I'm paying now for that? Oh man. Yeah. FYI. <laughs> um, and are interested? We're this season. We're going to kind of embark outside of. Uh, we'll we'll have some books from time to time, but. Uh, we're going to engage some different articles and different, you know, different mediums uh, to to keep working out our salvation, yeah. fear and trembling, right. um, the impacts of the gospel. So. And if there's a um, book or a film or other sort of media you'd like us to kind of have a conversation there about, feel free to email us at fear and trembling, trembling at, at com. Fear and trembling, trembling. at harder. H-A-R-D-E-R-Wyk-W-Y-K.com for you non-Dutch people. Oh. <laughs> and it's F-E-A-R-A-N-D-T-R-E-M-B-L-I-N-G. So the words are spelled out. Fear and trembling. trembling. Yes. Yeah, don't use an yep. ampersand. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we are going to go down all kinds of squirrel places if we continue on. So with that being said, <laughs> yeah, being said. <laughs> no, thanks for uh, joining us in this new season. Uh, again, I'm Aaron. I'm Bill. I'm JB. And I'm Darwin. And uh, we pray God's blessings in your life as you work out your salvation with fear and trembling.